What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is New York rapper Marcel Allen. We spoke about Shutter Island, Halloween Kills, Scary Movie, his love of horror movies, watching the movie Cornbread Earl and Me for the first time, our favorite hood classics of all time, his appreciation for every subgenre of rap, his relationship with producers Thelonious Martin and Jacob Rochester, and the creative process behind his debut album, Ebony Goddess. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back uh, to Real Notes. Um, I'm organized. I did it. I figured out a way to fucking ask people ahead of time to do things instead of waiting and I did it <laughs> and we're here um <laughs> it's been a, it's been a crazy last four months um but we're back and I, I don't I don't know I don't know why I'm talking like I've been gone I haven't been gone I haven't been doing shit but um <clears throat> it's Dylan Green Cinema Sci um I got a lot of names I do a lot of things I'm all over the place and um we're talking to somebody very very special who's been making music for a minute but is finally starting to release it so people can hear it. Um, his really, really crazy new project, uh, Ebony Goddess, is out now, uh, fully produced by Jacob Rochester and the homie Thelonious Martin, which is like a huge co-sign to have for your debut project. Like, this is a debut project, y'all. And we got, we got Marcel Allen here, man. He's fucking, he's been killing man. it for the last however long it's been. And thank you for coming on here, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you for time. having me, bro. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> <laughs> thank you bro i appreciate you man nah man of course you know like it's um like i've been listening to ebony goddess a lot over the course of the last like really really ever since it dropped but just like to hear you do your thing so crazy and just like have this be like the first project you released is really something and i'm just happy to fucking get you hey, on man. here and really break all this down or like not even break the project down but just like talk about movies and music and fuck shit so hey, thank, man. You. thank you thank you so much for listening bro like it's crazy it seems like it's been out for like six months but it's been two weeks but it's yeah. just you know what i mean I'm, I'm glad people are you know what i mean receiving it well so again thank you bro like i really appreciate it Nah, absolutely. And um, before we get started with the formal questions, like, because I know, you know, like you released it on Bandcamp before you put it up on DSPs, yeah. which a lot of people do nowadays, which is re- which is a really great, like, just because I'm like, I've never thought to ask this to anybody, but like, has there been like a huge difference between dropping the shit on Bandcamp and then releasing it to like, like, what was it like? Like, what was the response like when you first dropped it on Bandcamp versus when you put it up on DSPs last week? So putting it on Bandcamp, first and foremost, I made money. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's yeah. number one. I got to basically like it was cool to see because I, I again I've never put out a project before. I've usually just done singles and whatever. So I was able to see, you know, the numbers, but people were supporting and buying it. So like that's amazing. You know, you don't really see the return on a DSP money for however, you know, and even and even if you don't have a lot. Uh, astronomical streaming number your money is not going to look too crazy anyway so and also it just feels better in general it's like like you know real genuine hand-to-hand support like okay this is my price you can pay more if you want a few people pay more 
than the $12 asking price. So it was cool. But uh, that was really the only major difference. But as far as like the release and how people are like posting and whatever, you know what I mean? That was pretty the same, pretty much the same. Right. But the money part is the major difference. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. No, nah, like, you, you know, you know, like you'll make, you'll make, you'll make more off of one album purchase on Bandcamp bro. than you would off of like fucking like 3,000 Spotify streams, bro, which is like, crazy. it's yeah. insane. And it made me think even because I'm still a very small scale artist and made me think about like, I remember I was reading a Reddit thread about Makami and how he got kicked off of Bandcamp because he mm-hmm. was selling so many at such a high price. I'm like, he was probably making so much money if they kicked him off. I didn't even make a crazy amount, but I made a lot off a small amount of sales. So I'm like, this is insane. Like, why are we even using the other stuff? But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I get it. But it's just like, damn, you know? Yeah. So, it's crazy. This shit is, crazy right. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, nah, this shit is just like stacked in like the craziest fucking ways. And they just want you to, you know, you know, like, you know, like the convenience of streaming is beautiful, but just like, yeah, I'm just, but, I'm just, I'm just so happy that we live in a time where people feel compa- like just anybody really just feels compelled enough to like buy something, you know, like bro, that, like it's amazing. It means so much more now than I feel like it might have even did when like buying was the standard, you know, like it really yeah. like you, re- you really got to fuck with someone heavy to buy their shit. Yeah. Like, and the way that the, the, the whole market is set up now is really like like how you said before buying was the standard. So it was just regular to buy albums. Now you don't even got to do that. So like when you really buy something, that's really like you personally investing in like an artist that you like, like, yo here's my hard-earned dollar. Thank you for putting out this project. Like, like music is so optional. Like, you don't have to listen to music. So the fact that you bought it is crazy. You know what I mean? Right, man. Shout out to everybody that bought the album. You know what yeah, I mean? for real. It's Shout still out up for sale, too. Yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go buy it still, you know? Like, there's... The, it's, 100%. Yeah, just, just, just do that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've literally never asked anybody that on the show before, but I, but I was just curious, especially, especially considering that this is your debut and that like you kind of, yeah. you know, like, like we're like, like we're gonna get into the whole project later. Like I have, I have a lot of questions and shit. But, yeah, um, yo, but I'm gonna start off with the f- same question I ask everybody who comes on the show, or the first question. Um, what was the last movie or TV show you saw that you had a strong opinion about? Um. Okay, I have I have two. So okay. the last thing I saw in the movie theater was Halloween. <laughs> oh, um, Halloween Kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the newest, the newest, most recent one. Yeah. I went on a date and I saw that. And then second off is a movie I watch all the time, which is Shutter Island. Oh wow! So I want to talk about both of these. Because yeah, I, I I didn't think we were going here today. So talk so so what you so what you think about Halloween Kills? Did you so like Halloween it? was just really funny. Like it was just like they were trying so hard to make it like. I mean, I don't so so I went into the Halloween. I never seen any of the other Halloween, so I never like. Yeah. I was just thinking it was a scary movie, but it was very silly, and I'm like, so the the girl I was with, shout out shout out to her. I was we were. <laughs> We were watching, she's trying to explain to me in the theater, like, oh, no, you got, this person is from this time and that one. I'm like, this just all looks very dumb and it was very fake. And it was, it was just, it was just really silly to me. But 
it was it was cool. I feel like maybe if I had had my prerequisites, I would have looked at it differently. But it was pretty funny. That's it didn't scare me at all. That's so crazy that this is the first Halloween movie. Bro, first like, one, never wow. seen another. So at some point, I'm gonna recommend you watch at least the first one because the first one's like a fucking classic. Like that shit's almost 50 years yeah, old. So and in still the movie, crazy. they kept referring to the original thing. So I'm tight because I'm like, damn, I don't have the knowledge. Like I don't know who's who, what's <laughs> what. I'm just in there raw dog in the movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it, so it was silly to me. But maybe if I see the original, I won't. You know, I won't have. I'll have a different opinion. No, but I it get was, it. It's good though. It was no, funny. I yeah, you liked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's uh like it's funny because like I think the uh I think the one before that too, because they put out another like Halloween, I think in like 2019 or 2020. I forget. It it, it, it was it was like before the pandemic. That's all I remember. Like yeah. um, but uh uh like those two movies are those are supposed to be like direct sequels to the very first one. Cause like they made like, they made like 10 other Halloween movies. There's one with Buster Rhymes in it. And it's like a, they like have a, um, it's like a reality show. It's like stay in the house that Michael Myers grew up in for, for two days and win a million dollars or whatever. And there's a whole scene like Buster's one of the producers. He's one of the hosts and the producers on the show. And he kicks Michael through a fucking wall. It's crazy. It's oh my God. like, like that shit is silly as hell. Like that's yeah, such a, like, I feel like this is, I also saw the most recent um, Scream, and it was like that, too. It was like they kept referencing the old movie, and they're like, oh, this is what happens. They're trying to find the killer, and they're trying to, you know, they're like, no, they're, see, if you watch the first one, you would know that this one does that. And everyone, it's like, all right, y'all are doing too much. This is stupid. Like, <laughs> like come on. Like, <laughs> and, you, and you ain't seen the first Scream, either. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see the first three. You know, I'm I'm young, man. The, no, I, I the first it. time I seen Scream is the uh the scary movie parody. So I've never even seen you. the original movie. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what up? That's all I know. Uh, yeah. That shit is classic, bro. Yeah, because you know I was saying? like that's bigger than the the real movie, I feel about <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel it. Yeah, yeah, with the fucking tongue coming out of the mask. Yeah, like, because, like, yeah, because, like, for me, like, that was the first time I'd ever seen anything Scream related to was seeing the first scary movie. Because, like, I was, um, Scream, the first Scream came out in 96. So I was four years old when the first Scream came out. Yeah, I was one. Right. Like, you know, like, it's so, 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 like, so, like, scary movie was my first introduction to the whole concept of scream and yeah. like i love the first three scary movies like the Bro, uh, like they're, they're, they're stupid but like funny as hell like i'll laugh every time i watch the shit to this day like top tier comedy you know, like top for real man. yeah nah for real and then like but but then to kind of like go back and see see seeing the original scream and kind of see and like understanding like Cause like, I didn't see it until like much later and yeah. I watched it and I was like, wow, this is like, this kind of like started that entire wave of like satirical horror and like, kind of like revived the whole horror. Yeah. Cause like people thought like horror was going to die and then scream yeah. came out and it just like completely picked the whole shit up and just like to see it play out that way was um, really cool. And I actually haven't seen scream five yet. Um, my girlfriend saw it. My partner saw it. 
But um, I've been um. Damn, I ain't mean to ruin it for you, man. My no, bad. no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. I I I already know everything that's gonna happen. I just gotta I just gotta like watch it. I'm 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 at that point where I've heard all the plot. I just want to sit and watch it. You yeah. know, it's definitely a good sit and watch movie for sure. Right. You saw that by yourself, or you saw that with somebody? No, I saw that on on another date, man. I'll be out here. I'm out here getting to it. You know, felt, bro. Yeah, <laughs> man. We've been we've been, we've been locked up for two years and shit. Go get that companionship. Seeing movies you know with people. Saying? like got to yeah i um yeah i saw um i saw everything everywhere all at once for the second time with uh one of my best friends last night the homie kyle shout out to kyle if he's listening um and how yeah like hey um also <laughs> like I, I haven't talked about it yet and i've been wanting to everybody go see everything everywhere all at once like best movie you're probably best movie i know i'm gonna see this year but like go see everything everywhere all at once shit is fucking crazy like what is, what is it about what's going on in there i don't even know how to we were talking about this last night like i don't know how to explain this movie without like it, it's it's just one of those where like you watch it and the only thing you want to say is like just go see it but like long story short it's about this it's about a chinese woman and her husband who run a laundromat and they're getting audited by the irs but like mm. like while she's going to go get her taxes straight like she discovers she discovers that there's this like big plot across the multiverses to like destroy the entire multiverse and like and like the and like a different universe version of her husband finds her and talks to her about like i i like I, like i can't even explain what this movie is about without like spoiling just like <laughs> It it, 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 it just, like just know that it's like it, it's just like a bunch of like weird sci-fi gonzo surrealist like funny like funny sad heartfelt really just like like the weirdest funniest coolest thing i've seen in a the theater and i don't even know how long like it's kind of like uh like I, I i like really i i just wish i could put it into words but like it's just like it was it was it was it was just so much fun to just sit there and watch it and just like just, just like let it just like wash over you like I, i'm i'm never at a loss for words that i'm trying to describe a movie but just like but just like but just like just like a chinese laundromat owner is like also a kung fu master and a chef who works with a dude who has a ratatouille like raccoon on his head just 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 go watch the movie son that's, yeah, that's, that's all i'm gonna say i gotta watch that got to <laughs> got to um and what was the other thing you said you saw because you said halloween and something else. oh uh shutter island i watch that right. all the time talk to me about your relationship with shutter island why is that a movie you watch so that's a crazy time, movie you watch all the time i so the first time i saw shutter island i was in high school i went on a trip to uh it was like i was in i i used to take italian in high school so i was in the language club so the language i didn't really i don't know whatever the language club, we go on a trip to Europe. So you can go, it was, we went to Paris, Vienna, and um, and uh, Venice. Oh, so hard. we were on the, the bus traveling to like the next destination. I think, I don't know, like we had to, t- we took the train. I don't remember the details, but I was the only person awake on the bus. And the movie that the bus driver was playing on the little TV was Shutter Island. So I'm just in there like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. Oh, he's a patient. 
what? Oh. <laughs> so then ever since, and it just made my mind. I'm like, what? Like, you know, every time I watch it, I try to keep up to see where maybe like, okay, do is he bugging out here? Is he really like, you know what I'm saying? And every time I watch it, I feel the same confusion in my brain. And that's what makes me like watching it. So yeah, shout out to Shutter Island. That's a great film. Oh, for real. Like, I remember when I first saw that in the theater and just like watching, like, just like, just like trying to figure, like, just the, just, just, just a really fantastic example of a movie that just completely keeps you on your toes the whole time. Like, you never, you never know what's real and what's not. And when like, he went to, when he went to, so like the part where I struggle with, I'm like, so who did he visit in the cave? Right. Like, was like, she actually in the cave? The the pa- they said they found the patient, but then she's in the, someone else is in the, who is this person? Like, what is going on here? She's like, did you smoke the cigarettes? Did you let them give you the thing? Did you drink? Did you take an Advil? And he's like, oh my God, I did all this. He's like, see, you got, they got you. I got to get out of here. Like, so she just lives on the, in the cave, like in a, on a mountain. Like, what is going on? I don't know. Just son, like, and, and and you're like, now I'm thinking about it. Like, was there even anybody in the cave? Like, did he like Bro. walk up to like, yo, like he was, he was really Bro. just like in there, just like, it's almost like a, it's almost just like Fight Club when like Edward Norton is just like talking Bro. to the wall when he thinks he's talking to Brad Pitt, like, yo. <laughs> That's the most amazing part of the movie because after you see the end, now you have it makes you question everything that's going on in the film. Like, right. you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's so crazy. I love yeah, that nah. movie. It makes it it makes it really rewatchable, even though like it, it the, like the whole shit is like depressing. It's like hella yeah. depressing, you know. Like it's, it's it's like not a fun movie, but it's like no, not it's, at all. But it's just like it's truly a psychological horror. Like yeah, and like it just it's just makes like, me just think. Uh, no matter how many times I watch it, like I'm just like, damn, how I missed that again. How did what did he look for the patient? What is the- <laughs> right? And just like. Like, like there's two scenes I always walk away, or three actually. So there's the one where he's having the, where he's having the hallucination about his wife and they're in the room and like he hugs her and she turns to ash and just like crumbles and like the whole room lights on fire. That shit is crazy. The scene where he runs up on the guy in prison who he kind of like thought, like where he like the person who he thought burned his house down. Oh, yeah, I think noise, was, whatever his right, name was. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, play, he's played by um, fucking Jackie O'Haley, bro, who played, uh, you ever see Watchmen before? I haven't, no. Okay, well, long story short, he played um, the dude Rorschach with the crazy black and white face mask in Watchmen. I love Jackie O'Haley. But like that scene was crazy, just like the guy like playing with the fire. Yeah. And, oh, oh wait, no, 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 I lied, I lied. Jackie O'Haley didn't play the guy playing with the fire. That was somebody else entirely. Jackie O'Haley was the prisoner who was like, in the cage and he was like you're a rat in a maze like the guy with the mustache and shit yeah my fault that's him and then and then the and then the last scene when you find out that um he's been a patient and they've just been like indulging his indulging his indulging his delusions to see if he, they could help him and like yeah. and, and like and like they decide like we're just gonna like lobotomize this nigga right now like we're just like he's he's gotta go yeah. and he's just like on the steps and just yeah, like having the conversation Bro like, looked just, over at them. He said, "Nope, he's still he's still bugging." Like de- devastating, bro. Like I'm like, so this dude wasn't his partner the whole time. Are y'all serious right now? Yeah, this is his, man. Like, this is his therapist. Are y'all nah? <laughs> what movie was I watching? I feel like also too, like in a real world perspective, 
it gives like I don't know if this sounds crazy, but I feel like it gives an insight on maybe how like people who deal with mental illness think or feel. Like, so like maybe they're living like you know what I mean like it almost like introduces us to their whatever they may be going through and like how you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying how they operate and live and how they might be thinking whatever is going on is real but we're looking at it from our perspective you know what I'm saying like right yeah no totally it's definitely yeah. an interesting like take on you know what I mean how they approach the film I right like yeah real real it's it's like it's like real hard to capture that sort of like just 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 like just it's so hard to capture that state and you know and like i haven't gone through i haven't gone through anything like that so i obviously can't speak on it but just like even even just like a scene where like like i i'm I'm gonna come back to the scene where he's like having the memory with his wife and just like having and just like watch watching watching the true story watching the pieces of the true story eventually come together and like it turns out that Teddy's like an unreliable narrator and just like having that and like and like from 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 where I'm standing having that not be this like demonization of like poor mental health I guess it's 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 um it's just like humanizes it for you know because a lot of people look at you know people who deal with mental illness I feel like in a negative light or not even negative but they just don't understand it I feel like it gave like a you know, because they made the character somebody you like, I feel like you can uh like connect like nah, like you know what I'm saying? And then yeah, they flip it on you at the end and you're like, oh damn, all right, well, yeah, was you know, he telling was... the truth? Like what what you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, but they just did a really good job of just showing how unstable his mind really was and yeah. like what and just and just like how what he did, how he was able how he was able to like shape his entire mind around everything that he did and just like create this different story and just like how yeah. it like just just like you know once again I'm no expert but they just did a really good job of just showing my man psychosis like he was just yeah. really going through it like you know the other part was crazy remember at the end when the uh the the the, the head doctor guy he was uh he wrote down all the names that he was going by on the whiteboard and they were all the same letters that's crazy yo like <laughs> i was like bro what yeah it's like, like insane yeah just 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 like really just like really 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 well I, i've been meaning to rewatch it actually i'm trying to find it on a streaming service um it was on netflix for like the last i think couple of months but i think they took it down all right, I'm 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 gonna have to dig around and find it. There's a um before we move on. There's another movie that's really similar. It came out. It came out about like five years after. You ever hear of a movie called A Cure for Wellness? My coworker was telling me about it. He was like, "Yo, if you like Shutter Island, you should watch that. It's crazy yeah. that you said that." It's almost like, like I don't I don't want to call it like a I don't want to call it like a copy of it, but it's like it's very 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 similar but it's like it's 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 a little more abstract and a little more like it's a little more like stylistic and artistic um than shutter island was like shutter island was very like like a cure for wellness is also very like down and gritty but like this is just like it's just like it it's it's like sleeker and like almost grosser in a lot of ways like it Mm. like it's a lot gorier 
yeah, yeah, like it's a lot gorier and like the person's like uh, the person's like way more of a douchebag, so they're like less sympathetic. And, uh, I mean, like, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like Teddy's not exactly the best dude in the world either, but like the guy but you feel for, well, for him a bit more, yeah, right, yeah, nah, this, yeah, this guy doesn't have, he doesn't, he doesn't have that, uh, he he doesn't get as much sympathy for me. But I watched the Cure for Wellness probably about maybe about three years ago. And just like thought to myself, like, like, this is just like, it's like they gave the people behind Shutter Island, like way more money and just like sunk it all into like the way it looked and the way it felt. And it looked and and, and, and like, it was cool. It was kind of like, like, I don't know if I'd call it like fantastic, but it was made by the guy. It was made by the guy who made the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And um, he just, he just has like, he just loves really like big visuals like that. But if you like Shutter Island, it's basic. It's it's like it's, it's not the same, but it's like close enough that you can. It's like you know, it's a cousin. Yeah, it's like a companion piece, like a cousin. Yeah, there you go. It's like a cousin. So um, watch a cure for wellness because that was Time pretty cool. That for sure. Hell yeah. Um. So it seems. So it seems to me like just off of those three movies alone, you have um like. Would it be safe for me to call you a, a fan of horror movies? Like, is that kind of like your thing? Yeah, thousand percent. Those are okay. like the only movie, movies I really like watching. Like, okay. I like, I'm really like big on because I like. I feel like I need to feel something. Like, I was having this conversation with my mom where I don't like watching a movie, and in my mind frame, I think I'm watching a movie. Like, I feel like I want to watch a movie and be reeled into the world in the cinema. You know what I'm saying? Like. I want to watch a movie and completely forget that I'm watching a movie and be like, oh, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> most movies I go to, I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, like, shout out to the crew. I know, the, you know what I mean? They did a good job with this, but it's just a film. I don't really care that much. Right. But all the movies, you know, they do it for me, I feel. So, you rem- do you remember the first time that a movie really pulled you in like that? And, like, what was the first thing that really got you feeling like that? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, hmm, you, it's not a horror movie. Well, it mm-hmm. could be a black horror movie. You ever seen, um, damn, is I don't know, is, is the name of the full movie Cornbread? It's about <sighs> the dude, he plays basketball, and um, it's like old, it's like from the 70s, and it's based in New York City, and um, I think it's New York City. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. I used to play basketball, so I used to watch a lot of basketball movies. So anyways, my mom was telling me I should watch it. This one, I was like maybe like seven or eight years old. So I'm watching a movie, and it reels you in because he's like a talented basketball player. He has everything going on for him, and um, he lived in a, a rough city, whatever. Long story short. He was, he used to run home. He was running home, dribbling, you know, getting his, you know what I mean? Putting his 10,000 hours in. Right. And (laughs) apparently someone committed a crime. So Cornbread was tall. He was skinny. He had an Afro. The person who committed the crime was tall, skinny, had an Afro. So he, they were both running. So the simultaneously, it's like the last scene of the movie there. He's running home, dribbling the ball. The other guy's running from the cops, but the cops lose the guy and they shoot Cornbread. And everybody Damn. in the hood, yeah, so everybody in the hood is devastated, like, oh, my God, like, they killed our guy, like, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that was one of the first movies where I was like, damn, like, you know, I really felt it, like, 
this is crazy. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I I wish I remember the full. I know the character's name is Cornbread though. So the movie, so I found it. It's called Cornbread Earl and Me. It's from yeah, 1975. Um, Lawrence. Oh, 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 this is Lawrence Fishburne's first movie. I've never heard of this before. Crazy. I've never heard of this before. You gotta watch it, bro. Son, this this looks crazy. Like it's um, um it's based on a novel called Hog Butcher. Um, I've never heard of this before, bro. Wow. Crazy, All right. Crazy movie. Damn. Yeah, mom put you on. That's crazy. Like I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I gotta find it. Okay, 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 okay. Nah, this I don't is, know this where is... it's streaming at, but it's a good movie. If you ever watch it, please. Okay. Oh no, I definitely will. No, no, no. This is going on my list. So, the, so the so the first time you watch this, like, I mean, like you already like went through the scene that did it for you, but like, how did it? But 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 just like experiencing that, like, how did it feel? Just like, like after the movie was over, like, how did you feel about the experience of just like kind of being sucked in like that? Man, I feel like it. Because you were, because you were like young. You were like, you were yeah, like, I was like seven or eight years old, maybe nine, right. one, around that age. But I yeah, feel like 10, it gave, yeah. like, as a young black person, like, you know, obviously you already deal with stuff as a black person in general before you even, you know, and want to, or you know what I mean? Like, we're just, yeah, that's what it is as black people. So you've already had experiences, but you might not have understood it well. You might have, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? But that movie, I feel like it really gave me like uh, even more, and it hit home more for me too because I played basketball. So I'm like, damn, like you know, a gate, like it literally could happen to anybody at any time. Like you know, it just like you know, it just gave you a good a good perspective of real world things, and it helped me understand it better. Like, damn, like this really goes on. Like you know, it just it just shook me up. I feel like it was just it was a right. powerful. <laughs> like thing because it's like it's it's almost like a movie like how in um fruitvale station like it's just like damn like mm-hmm. like what bro was just trying to get by like damn like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so i feel like it had that same effect on me like this is crazy right like and and yeah just like and just like for you to be like seven eight years old nine years old watch it like like to see that in that way is just like I'm actually kind of happy you compared it to Fruitvale Station because like that because like the thing like like the thing that's so crazy about Fruitvale Station is that like everything up until they get on the part regular and, and, and yeah exactly like they like they really just emphasize just like oh like he's got a kid he's chilling with his daughter he's like like he's just like living his life and it's just so banal and just so like regular you know like he's just dolo the whole day Bro. just like chilling out and, and he's like man I, like man i want to go out on new year's i'm trying to go do this and that and whatever and then like the last 25 minutes is just like the most tense <laughs> thing you'll ever watch in your life like well <laughs> literally i always see the tweets that go viral but that's literally a movie you can only watch one time yeah, like, yeah nah. there's no need to rewatch that it's just like damn like it's crazy it's even crazy because that's it's, it's 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 a true story right yeah no it's a very true story like he yeah like he yeah like he um yeah the um uh the cop the cop thought that the gun was a taser and yeah like that was that that was like the first i thought my gun was a taser moment ever you know like yeah and just like and just and just like to have i'm like i haven't seen cornbread early me but just to have that 
like I could tell just from the way you described the ending that bro like, it's so dramatic like like the way <laughs> I would like the way that the cinematography is like they're they're the cinematography is following behind them so you got the criminal they look the same they're tall skinny afro except cornbread right. got a basketball and he's you know he's doing moves ah he's running through the street or however they cross paths the cops shoot him and not the guy there they didn't even need to shoot the other guy whatever right the like was. no one needed to get shot but now they shot the wrong person and then i i don't like i haven't watched it probably in a long since then but i don't know if he bleeds out on the street but it's raining it's very it's very dramatic it's like <laughs> damn like not not cornbread oh uh, yeah and bro didn't even have like a, he didn't even have like two fucking white dudes like uh what's it called on the boondocks do you remember the episode you, you're gonna see the episode of the boondocks where um 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 where they think tom is the xbox killer and they gotta go and they get they get yeah yeah they get fucking gin rummy and ed and ed to go yo like he didn't even he didn't even have it <laughs> Like it's Terrible. it's it, it's it, yeah it's basically like the one hundred percent serious version of that you know yeah like, <laughs> but also like very right, no like, laughs involved at all <laughs> right yeah nah like but but I'm, but I'm gonna watch this the like I'm looking at the poster the poster looks crazy so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna get back to you about this because yeah man I'm, that's I'm, a classic I'm, right there man I'm all in now so like. So like seven, eight, nine years old is a crazy age to watch a movie like that and kind of come to that realization through movies. Um, but like as you get older and you start to experience a little more life and um, you're playing back. Um, 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 when did you stop playing basketball? Just because I'm curious. So I've, I stopped playing basketball in like 10th grade. My coaches was hating on me. That's gotcha. a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. I'm really supposed to be at least, at least on my third or fourth year in the G League right now. But that's a whole other. That's right, a whole other story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's cool. That's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? But right. yeah, I stopped playing basketball around like 14 or 15. Got you. So like, so, so like, as you're growing up, um, after you have this moment with the cornbread joint, like. Like, was there a movie that kind of made you fall in love with not even necessarily like the art of filmmaking, but just like, just like fall in love with like the, because like, it kind of sounds like the Cornbread movie was kind of like that experience that made you fall in love with being wrapped up in a movie. But like, as you got older, were there any other examples of that that you could kind of point to? Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Cause I've always enjoyed movies, like, like now that I'm thinking about it, I like, I like Kung Fu Hustle. That was a good movie. That's, hey, movies that's amazing. That's a good one. Um, what other movies did I like when I was young? I used to watch. Me and my dad, we used to watch a lot of like low budget, like just bought it from a barber shop movies, like. It's this one movie we used to watch all the time. It was called Studio. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where you can find it out. It's about a rapper. It's ba they're basically like parodying like 50 Cent, but it's it's like serious. Like it's one rapper who's like a gangster and there's another rapper that's famous that's less popular. And, you know, his name was, uh, what was the, the character's name was uh, Emery Jones. Uh, it was just, it's just really funny. But uh, I watch stuff like that. Um, I used to watch like a lot of black exploitation movies when I was younger mm -hmm. too. 
like Superfly, Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. you know, Classics. stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's what really got me like, okay, like movies are cool. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's, you know, it's like about your your people and your, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Kung Fu Hustle wasn't about black people, but it was good though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you, I feel you. No, Kung, no, Kung Fu Hustle in particular is like, that was like that and um the director also made a movie called Shaolin Soccer that I really fuck with a lot mm. as a kid. Like, just like those, like Stephen Chow is just like, he's like, like Kung Fu, Kung Fu Hustle, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but like Kung Fu Hustle is just a really, it's just like funny. It, it, it's almost kind of like everything everywhere all at once. It just in terms of like the different references it pulls from and like how silly and serious it could be at times. Like, cause like the yeah. thing, cause like on the surface, the thing I loved about Kung Fu Hustle is that it's a movie, it's a live action movie that looked like a fucking cartoon. And I was yeah. huge on that shit as a kid. I, I still am to this day, but like, you know, like just seeing somebody kind of realize that, like, I was like, like wow. I've been waiting to see this shit. And like, yeah. it, and like somebody did it. But as I got older and I watched the movie and kind of realized that like the whole point of the movie is him is about like him kind of fighting back against this notion of destiny. And he's like, oh, like, I really want to I really want to be a, I really want to be a part of this gang or like or like, no, like I really want to be. um why am I forgetting the story now? Like, like he, wa- he, he wants to do one thing, but is like destined to do another. And he's like constantly yeah. fighting that destiny. And just like the like idea of eternal battle. Like. Yeah. And like, that's just, and like combining that with the, uh, so it's like, that's why I think I'm, like, I'm just putting, I'm just piecing this together now. Crazy. Like, that's why I think, so like, if you liked Kung Fu Hustle, you'll like everything everywhere all at once. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that on like a, on like a much bigger scale, but like, that's but like that's but like I started to appreciate that movie so much more as I got older just because of that. But um, uh, I, I just ran through like sixteen different thoughts. My fault. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, black exploitation and all that good shit and barbershop movies and corner store movies and all that Amazing. good shit. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> like bro, like just so many memories i just watched the um the the most recent one um i just saw the um, have you seen the griselda movie the one they made i have not i always see the ad for it on youtube and i'm like i know this isn't good but i maybe i need to watch it because like because like then he referenced it and he was like what do you say he was like uh and what's the name of the movie again like streets or something what oh, is it called? um Conflicted? Am I conflicted conflicted that's what it's He's like yeah, yeah conflicted i wasn't acting like all right all right, <laughs> right baby like, you gotta get easy buddy all you right you gotta chill bro that's like as soon as he said that i was like oh yeah this is a good old hood movie i gotta i gotta i gotta tap it with conflicted because like i haven't watched it yet but i'll always see the ad like it's always on my youtube i caught it Cause um I reviewed the soundtrack for Pitchfork and they sent me the advance so I could watch the movie. <laughs> cause, cause I asked, like, can I watch the movie? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I watched it. And the whole time I'm thinking like, it doesn't feel right that I didn't buy this in a clear diamond jewel case with no fucking label on it. And the shit's Nothing like written on the, like, it on the CD. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like I should, I should have, I should have been buying this for $15 with a bottle of CNC. Like, you know, like I'm just, I'm, I, I, was, I was, I was, I was like tripping that I wasn't holding the case in my hand and watching the movie. I like I was like, this watch is, it now. it's, it's, like all, all I'm gonna say is West Side Gun comes on and shoots some kid in the face. That's how the movie ends. Like, oh yeah, I need to it's, watch this it's, immediately. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's fucking. Stupid. I have a question for you. Can I ask a question? <laughs> Please come what's on. Bro. Your favorite, what's, what's your favorite hood movie? 
God damn. Um, oh man. So I got okay, so off top, I got three answers. Okay. <laughs> the first one, the first one is um le- you ever see Leprechaun in the Hood before with Ice T? Hilarious. So, Hilarious. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's a good so, one. So Leprechaun in the Hood is one of mine. Um it's a movie I watch, like I, I watch it every Halloween. Every, I, I, like Got every you. year Got I try you. to watch it. Like it's just like my man pulled he pulled the fucking bat out of his front. I fucking <laughs> I fucking die every time. That movie's amazing. And um so, wild for sure. Oh my god. So like so that um because I've been thinking about it a lot, I'm gonna say baby boy. Cause okay. you know, it's it, yeah, like it, it's it's um yeah, I like like I've been I've been talking to a lot of friends recently about Baby Boy, so it's just been on my brain. So I'm gonna say Baby Boy because you know it's a classic, and I feel like I feel like kind of like we're at that point now where it's like 20 years old. So like we yeah, can that's kinda, all GP. We gotta you know what I mean? Yeah. So um <laughs> yeah, and um the somebody was telling me about the I was talking to him, I was talking to the homie Drive By. Shout out shout out to Drive By about because um he went to Cali and he went to the restaurant that they go to when um um when uh taraji p henson finds the condom box in the car and he's buying them the burgers and the shakes like he went to that restaurant like recently and like their food is dumb cheap or something like he said he got like a whole meal for like six dollars so like i've been thinking about so i've been thinking about the movie a lot um so leprechaun in the hood baby boy and then um hmm one more i want to say shit um it's a tough one yeah bro there's so many choices um <laughs> i want to i want i want to say like fuck, um the wood okay that's a good one that's a good I wanna, one i, I want to say the wood that's a good one that's like, definitely a good choice Cause like it was it was either gonna be that or like juice or like or, or, or like but 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 like there's or no 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 um paid in full too I yeah, got I got yeah, I got I, yeah 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 like I think I my just, favorite hood movie is Killer Season have you ever watched Killer Season Oh damn is that the um that's Cameron's feel, movie Yeah right okay yeah 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 no I totally seen Killer Season mm. Amazing. It's yeah. so bad. It's amazing. Oh, ah! <laughs> one of the most amazing cinematic monologues ever. He was talking about if you're gonna go to college, the system is not for us. How you gonna get fresh? How you, you gonna, gonna get fresh? The, yeah. back, the jobs is not. Pay- How are you gonna get fresh? And he's in the whole. He's in the all. He's in the all white outfit too. Yeah, nah, nah. He said, "He said, no, nah, you go to you go to high school, go to college, get a job making thirty thousand, fucking you, fucking paying your student loans and your taxes. Then your rent's five thousand a month. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. How, How you gonna, gonna get, get fresh?" fresh? <laughs> he said, "How you gonna get fresh, bro?" Man, god damn, what a like so good. It's so crazy because I think I've because I think I've only seen I think I've only seen the movie once, but I've seen that scene like eighty thousand times because there was a period because like when I first joined Twitter there was a period of time like every two months yeah yeah like every two months somebody would somebody would share that clip and it would just fucking it would it would just it would just fucking kill me son. Killer season is so funny. 
he spits on a little girl. Somebody gets hit in the head with a bottle. It's, it's, it's just it's just amazing. Like it's such a funny movie. Cameron is hilarious. Cameron is hilarious, and like and like in paid in full, he was like he played that, that character's too good. I'm assuming I'm, I'm I'm assuming you heard the story of him bringing a loaded gun to the set, right? Of course. Yeah, like you know he like 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 even forgetting all that, like he was just so good in like like all of them, Kai Pfeiffer, Whit Harris, fucking Cameron, just like ugh. Um, Regina, Regina Hall's like I rewatched it recently and re- I forgot Regina Hall was in paid in full, bro. Like that's nuts. Like that's just a like, good movie, bro. Mm. Shout out to Damn Dash. God. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot about State Property. State Property is another one of my oh, favorite yeah, movies. State yeah, Pro- come yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> that's up there too. Damn Dash has a good film film uh catalog right now. Yeah, man. He's, he said, he said, you either get down or you fucking lay, lay down. down. <laughs> they, 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 they really have Beanie Siegel out there acting crazy. And yeah, like, and like Dame is actually in that one. And he's super good yeah. in that movie, too. Like, Bro, I, I was. Um, the, uh, one of the best scenes is when he meets up with Jay-Z and Jay-Z's not saying he was like, oh, <laughs> Cinematic, like, that's, that's amazing. Bro. Yo. Do you do you do you watch Primshood Cinema, the YouTube channel at all? I've never heard of that. What what is it called? So it's called Primshood Cinema. It's run by a guy named uh, <laughs> I'm doing free promo for Primshood Cinema. <laughs> Moses, so yeah, so yeah, he's see he's a guy who just like he does like retrospectives on like hood classics, like fucking Paid in Full and State Property and I South Central and Menace to Society. Like he did one on Drumline. Um, go 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 look him up. His channel's fucking awesome. Um, but like, yeah, just like, like, <laughs> yeah, like he mentioned in one of his, um, he mentioned in the state property video that like Jay probably shot all his scenes in a day. And there's just like one, there's like one scene where he's like talking on the phone and he's like, he's like saying literal gibberish, just like nothing, like just like talking <laughs> in the phone, like, and I was just like, what do you do? He was just there to collect like his fucking... The cameos in State Property are so funny. Like, they said, we're including every member of Rockefeller, and you're going to take it. They got Kanye West stabbing someone. Like, come on, what is <laughs> Kanye stabbing somebody? Come on, let's, come Yo. on. What? Son, oh, what, a, what a time, bro. Like, yeah, honestly. Man. Early like... 2000s is the real golden era of hip-hop. Honestly. <laughs> I just um, but no, I'm so happy you asked me that question because yeah, like if I had to like 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 I could sit here and give like sixty thousand answers, but like those are those are just a couple that I fuck with. I don't I I don't I don't know. You really can't rank hood movies, man. They're just so they're so unique to the black experience. It's just like you really just they're all amazing in their own way, man. Right, man. For real, yeah, no, nah, always, always love the hood movies at all times. <laughs> um, so, so you know, like, so you, so, so you kind of have this basis, right, of like all these different kinds of movies, from hood classics to horror movies. Um, I also forgot about the Snoop Dogg joint, um, um, the movie where he turned into a dog, and like oh, Bones. That's too Bones. Scary. There you go. Bones. That's is crazy. too scary. That's that's. That's off limits. That movie is so good. <laughs> yeah, but Bo- Bo- Bones traumatized an entire generation of people. Let's not front right now. I don't like, know that why was... that was so scary, but it was very scary as a child. Like, what? What is he doing? What is going on? 
Yeah, now nah, Bones is Bones is really intense. Zero out of ten. <laughs> would not recommend Bones to anybody. Sorry, Snoop. I'm sorry, bro. Can't I don't do even it. know. I, I don't even know if Snoop remembers that movie to be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, but I, I remember Bones. I'll never forget Bones. Um, but you know, like you know, like you're growing you're growing up with all these different um with all these different which is like all those different art. So like jump, let's jump over to the music real quick. Since you, since you're from Freeport, spent a little bit of time in Hempstead, which is of course, for people who don't know, De La Soul and Rock Marciano country, but like, where talk to him. But like, when did you, when did you first fall in love with music and who were some of your favorite artists coming up? Well, you know, I started going like just music, fall in love with music in general or making music. Fall in love with music at first, before you even started to make it. Oh, like from as early as I can remember, like I've always just like been listening to so many different things. Like, you know, obviously you grow up listening to what your parents listen to. But then when you start diving into your own, you know, you just like I listen to everything like and I used to like literally listen to music from everything that I was doing. So like I would be with my dad. My dad would listen to certain types of hip hop, whatever. My mom will listen to whatever R&B. Then, you know, young, you play video games. I would listen to video game soundtracks all the time. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, just stuff like that. And then by the time you get to, like, middle school, you know, it's like, all right, like, I was, that's like the beginning of the blog era. You know what I'm saying? So I'm super deep into the blog era, like, all the way. And then I feel like as a rap nerd, once you get into the blog era, then once you're like of age, it's like, all right, let me go back and listen to a bunch of 90s hip hop. So then now you're a backpacker for like at least two years of your life as a hip hop nerd. Yeah. If you don't have that backpacker phase as a rap person or a rap critic, whatever, if you claim to like hip hop, you didn't have a backpacker 90s hip hop phase, you're not, you're lying. You're not official. I'm sorry. sorry. Like, it's it's a prerequisite you have to go through that stage like you have to go through that point especially if you go through it as a teenager you got to be like oh all mainstream music sucks man you have to go Son. through that you have to go through that phase it's, oh my it's god necessary. let me tell you something <laughs> i as like as like the second i discovered who doom was like like right before the blog era popped off because like i was real because like i was into like I was into like crunk and snap music and like all that shit. I found doom and was like, fuck the bullshit and did exactly what you just said. And like, did all my digging into like Nas and Biggie and tribe. And like, 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 like I was the friend who was forcing all my friends to listen to Nas's hip hop is dead. Like, that's like, it, it was, it was. Nah, y'all aren't hearing what he's talking about right now. Like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking like 14 years old. I'm like, oh, oh, hip hop is dead. I didn't know shit. Like, you know, like I was, I was, I was such a fucking asshole, <laughs> but like, but, but like I've been there. I grew out of it. I love it all now and I'm happy, but you're yeah, right. You know, sure. like that's a, that's like a, that's you like have a, to a, go through that phase. Though, that's like a rite of passage. <laughs> for real. You have to go through that phase to have an appreciation for all types of rap and hip hop in general. Cause like, you be, you can keep, because you can you see can how you now. Like, yeah. like not to not to talk trash about different artists fan bases, but like, because I, I like J. Cole, but I'm just going to use his fan base as an example. They be trying yeah. to crucify every type of other genre of rap. And it's like, bro, every right. rap is good. Like all rap is the same at the end of the day. Right. Like I seen a TikTok the other day 
and it was this dude rapping Saucy Santana lyrics over a Griselda type beat. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really a perfect example of how all rap is the same. The only difference is the the production. Like, other than that, what are we really talking about? They're all rapping about the same thing. Like, come on. Right. You you can't, you can't, you cannot like an artist, but you can't say, oh, this one is better than that. Like, come on, stop. And and, and they would go crazy if Cole made a material girl song. No, 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 they probably wouldn't. They probably, they, they probably fry him for that shit. But I love that song. <laughs> Shout out to Saucy Santana. I'm fucking with Bro, Saucy Santana. But like, yeah, he's amazing for real. <laughs> like, come on. Like, rap is just such an amazing genre. And we're like literally the only genre that tries to like beef amongst different styles in the genre. Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, like, like it's, and um 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 sorry were you about to say something it looked it looked like you no, had another I, point I, you I was thinking uh i saw your tweet the other day where it's like with the uh like like with just i'll use playboy cardi example because that's how that's all mainstream or whatever like oh right. it's like most people that are quote-unquote rappy rappers like quote-unquote bad rap like Son, what are y'all like... talking about like it's all amazing like what are you talking about yeah like, man I like, hate when people try to do that divide. Yeah, me too, bro. Like people would be because because like what because like one of my favorite moments of listening to a song this year has been when I um the Fly Anakin album when he was um at the beginning of um the underdog joint. He says uh he says he's been listening to Thug too much. He's saying slat and shit. And it's just like people are like you like like you would be surprised how much somebody like Anakin fucks with somebody like young thug you know like Bro, it's like I, it's, it's I like listen to young thug every single day like right like me too like it's so easy <laughs> thug is crazy you know Bro, like was, it's just like i don't understand how people try to separate it like nah this this doesn't work in hip-hop like how why not right like and, and like it does my heart so good to like just just kind of like move through shows and like see all the different types of artists kind of like fucking with each other and like listening to other people's shit. Like I've heard, like I haven't spent too much time in Cali, but I've heard stories about how like, how like the different sub, the different sub genres or whatever the fuck of rap out there, like all the different artists, they all fuck with each other, you know, like at the time, you know, like at the time, at, at the time you would see like a, you would see like somebody like YG at like a pack div show. Maybe like I, I, I mean like, I mean like the two of them weren't really popping like at the same time, but like but yeah, I, I, those types of yeah. artists, you know, like so it like 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 they all you know like you would see you would see blue at like a at like a game show, you know yeah like that's, yeah that's like, amazing culture clashing right there and just like I've that's just seen a picture on Twitter with Ty Dolla Sign and Earl Sweatshirt like, like come on sign. <laughs> <laughs> My the caption was we're confusing the hoes this summer. That's yeah. what <laughs> that was that was my man Brandon's tweet. Shout out to Brandon. That tweet was Shout out to Brandon. that's an amazing tweet. <laughs> like that's really yeah, let's confuse them. Let's throw us curveball. Yeah, nah, like that's like 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 more of that. You know, I don't have anything else to say, but just more of that. Like give me yeah. give me the cause um what's it called? Um Vince and Ty Dolla Sign just put out a song on Vince's new album and the song is great. 
Lemonade is Amazing. fucking awesome. You know, like I can't wait for the Earl Ty Dolla Sign song. Like, give me you know all of that shit. Like, come on. <laughs> People need to learn to love rap as a whole. Right. You're not gonna like all elements of rap. Now there might be things you might not prefer to listen to. That's fine. And that's cool. But don't you know. but don't say one is worse than the other. Yeah, don't it's be a hater. Together. Like yeah. That's hater shit at the end of the day. Like Yeah. But you know, I think that sums up well uh, the question. That's when I got into music. Definitely, you know what I mean? Just hell yeah. <laughs> you know, being around. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, like before we move on, like my whole my whole thing these days is like like open your mind and jam the door so it can't close. Mm. Just do that. Like just like that. just just open your mind and jam the door. But like so like so like on that note um was there so like as you were growing up and you kind of really fell into the blog era rap and just like all the and just like this mix of different shit like like, like with movies and music was there ever a period of time where you consciously linked music and movies together in a way where like you realized that they complement each other like like did that ever occur to you um hmm yeah definitely because i feel like I don't know when the specific time was. Maybe I'll say like high school time. Cause I feel like during that time, like that's when I started like, like noticing like, like when you like a different aesthetic type of thing, like, you know, like, I don't want to say I became an art snob, but I became an art snob. So it's <laughs> like, okay, like, you know, you start realizing what sounds or what compliments something versus you know i mean something different like like okay this song works better for something that looks like this and it wasn't necessarily with film i would say like for music videos like i yeah, like a, that works. i like the certain style of cinematography i like the you know what i mean as opposed to other things so i feel like it was different strokes for different folks like you know that but that's when i noticed like different things work different you know right visually well, and on and for the audio what were um what were some of your favorite music videos coming up because like that was because like because like that era like you're three years younger than me so like you're my sister's age so like so so like we kind of yeah like you get it like what were like you were you 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 were you were kind of like in that like i don't want to say like peak era because like everyone's different everyone's perspective on peak is different but like that early 2000s to 2010s era where like music videos ran television you know like. yeah um hmm, like i mean obviously i like everybody you know obviously miss yelly had crazy videos Buster Rhymes uh-huh. had crazy videos. Yep. eminem had crazy videos yes he did um you know like that's that era and then also like i mean i feel like everybody you know those videos were all kind of like they're different but i like put them in the same realm because that's when video budgets was like a million dollars yeah bro i like to transfer over to the internet era where the video budget was clearly like $2,000 and they still made an amazing video. Um, Let me think, what was a really good video I used to really like watch a lot? You ever seen the locals only Dom Kennedy video? Yeah. I, I used to think that video was so amazing. I, I don't know who shot that. 
I used to like that video. I used to like the Cut You Off Kendrick Lamar video. Yeah. Um, the Rigor Mortis video, too. Like the Rigor Mortis just, like, walking video around. was yeah. popped over the gate. That was, no, no, that was the one where he was, uh, that was, uh, damn, what's, the, what's that song? Not Rigor Mortis. Rigor Mortis was fire, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The one where he hopped over it was, the gate. It was on Section 80. I forgot the song. Ignorance is bliss. That video. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I really like those those blog era videos, and then also I like when Chief Keef came out and he changed the trajectory of music videos completely, because bros making music videos just in one room. That would be it, and all yeah. those songs were bangers. So, but it just like it. Sh- it shows like how crazy it was because that his that was obviously that was because all they had. I don't I don't think they were like intentional with that. It was just like we're we're doing a video in the room. Right. But it changed yeah. the whole industry, I feel like everybody started doing cheaper videos. Like oh yeah, like that was that was like that was like a time like like the Finado video alone of just like them like in front of the door and shit. Like because like it's that and um uh Herbo and Bibby's kill shit. Because it's just them yeah, rapping in front of apartment buildings and they just put it up on YouTube. Like, like yeah, like, like bang video was crazy. Yeah. The don't like everyday's Halloween. Like all those videos are literally just them sitting in a room. Like it's amazing how much it changed like music videos in general. Like, mm, like and just um what else? Um I kinda I kinda had to <laughs> I still I still I still think about the I still think about what he said about Jersey on, on <laughs> Oh yeah on, on, my bad part me bro <laughs> No 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 it's cool it's cool I, <laughs> I never I never the top top man I'm sorry I ne- bro <laughs> I never I never <laughs> took it personally I just like I just never really thought about it until people started bringing it up recently and I'm like he did have some shit to say about Jersey didn't he but it's 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 nah nah man shout out to Cheech nah shout out to Keith Shout out to Keith. His last project was super good. Below New Jersey, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I feel him though, because t- they tried to rob him, so I get it. I, I, I feel I, it. I, no, I, like completely justified. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Um, <laughs> um, what's it called? If, um, Thought Breaker is one of my favorite albums of the 2010s. I don't think I don't think that I don't think that album got the love it deserved. That and his um that and the Zaytoven project, uh, Glowtoven was fucking nuts too. Bro, Chief Keith is amazing. Yeah, he's 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 like he's only twenty like he's only twenty five and he feels like he's been around for like forty years, like Bro, he's just insane. Like I almost insane. I almost want to I almost want to call him like I almost want to call him like Wayne in that way, yeah. but like but 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 like not really because like Wayne was like a child when he started, like he yeah. was like a child when he joined the Hot Boys, but like Keith was like. When did when did when did Bang and Finado pop? How old was he when those songs popped? Bang came out. Our me and Chief were the same age, so I specifically remember because I was in high school. Okay. Bang okay. came out, I think, in like 2011 or 2012, and Don't Like came out in like 2013. Yeah, like I was in college. When, I, I was in college when Don't Like came out. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Don't Like and Love Sosa. I feel like it's like when he right. really like blew up. That was like 2013. Or 20, 2012, 2013, one of the two. I know I was still in high school, so. Right, okay. Crazy, crazy time. But yeah, you know, like, just, like, yeah, like, just just, just to see, to see the influence that he still has, and just, like, he yeah. really, he really did it in his own way, and was, like, kind of forced to because of the whole, 
the whole situation with him and like not being able to play in Chicago and exactly. just like, and, and it's like the whole label thing he went through. And he's just like, his just, he, he's just like, it's just insane. The amount of things he's accomplished and he's not even 30 years old. You know, like, yeah. I just like, like he's lived so much life in 27 years. Like I can't, it's, crazy. It, it, it's a lot, but shout out to Keith. <laughs> shout out to Chief it's Keith. Fast. Um, so, uh, so around this time, like yeah. around the time you were in high school, um, well, well, well no, from, well, from what I understand, you recorded your first song when you were about seven years old. Yeah. But when, but like, when, when did you know that you really wanted to like pursue music for real? Like a thing that just went beyond like, oh, this is a fun little hobby shit. Like I'm going to do this. So, like, my whole life, my three things have always been I played basketball. I played all sports, but basketball was, like, number one. So I was an athlete first. I've been into music, and I've been into clothes. So those have always been three, you know what I mean, the three uh, major things for me. So when I was – even when I was in middle school, high school, playing sports, I always recorded and wrote music. Like, it was always a thing that I've done. But I feel like taking it, like – seriously where it's like okay like let's really pursue it I was probably like <clears throat> like 18 or 19 I did a collaboration project with somebody and uh it didn't work out we ended up not releasing it but uh I was 19 and we we shot a video and that's how I met uh my partner Christian who also met, is a incredible filmmaker print shop is out on YouTube brown right. blue is also on YouTube Glitter and Gold won a uh, South by Southwest Festival Award. I don't know the name of the award, but whatever. Wow. Shout out to Krishna. But from that point on, it was like, okay, like, we really got to take this serious, like, you know, we're doing, you know, that was when we really started taking, I feel like, the right steps and started creating with, with intention, you know, like, this is what we're doing, this is the game plan, and this is how I'm operating, I'm doing music, you know. So I would say like 18 or 19, like that's when I really started locking in. Right. Um, and, you know, it's um, the like I some of the some of the earliest music of yours I was able to find only goes back to like two, three years ago. So yeah. so 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 like you were so like you were making music, but like were you releasing it like places like did you do it like under a different name or something? So I had an, uh, my original name, which is funny because it's your, I was, I, I, that was one of my uh, thought points I had in my head. My original rap name before this was Dylan Forbes. <laughs> but I decided to switch my name to my regular, my real name. Um, but yeah, I think the first song like I most like recently put out was probably like 2018. It was okay. Mad at the World with Thelonious. And um Oh wait, duh, I knew that. Damn. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I, that, that, yeah that's like well, it was twenty twenty two. So what's that? Four years ago, three, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, just, just about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that's like, but prior to that, I only had really like, again, a few songs out. Like not a lot. I feel like a lot of people knew I knew how to rap, and I like, like I don't know, but I never just you know. I feel like it's also like a perfectionist thing. Like I always wanted to present like a high quality product the way I want to do it, like with the artistic integrity intact, 
and all those things. So I feel like if it wasn't on that level for me, then I didn't want to put it out. So when I did finally put stuff out, I feel like, all right, like, all right, it's time. It looks nice. The art is cool. The beat yeah. is nice. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Right. And on top of all of this, you know, like, you know, like you're working a day job and which is yeah. which, which is which is like you know i i've 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 been there i feel you i've 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 done the i've done the i've done the i've done the nine to five and you know sneak in work into the other job at lunch and whenever you finish yeah. all your other shit like it, it, yeah i i i get it very very relatable but um you know like what's um like 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 what's one part of juggling a day job and an aspiring rap career that is like that like you feel most people like that you feel most people like don't really understand like what's like the hardest aspect of kind of having to do both or is there one for you or does it just kind of yeah i I don't want to infer any shit yeah at this point i don't think it's too too much the only thing i found is a lot of people like i was talking to uh my guy uh verde he just i just dropped a video like a you know internet video type of thing, yeah, a promo. Shout out to Verde. You know, what I mean, a promo to album, and um, he was telling me he's like, bro, you know, his girl is a, a major label artist. She signed. She does all this other stuff. He was telling me he's like, bro, you look like you you got a deal. Like, what is like who is doing all this stuff? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, it's just me and my manager. Like, I'll be funding everything. Like, he's like, bro, what? So I feel like that's a common misconception is that like people think I have like some sort of big backing going on or whatever. And it's like, no, nah, I just like investing into my art. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> but, you know, I feel like that's a common thing. But other than that, it hasn't really been any like thing. I feel like my, my, my music career hasn't got to the point where it's like it's not conflicting with my work schedule yet. But I definitely would like to be doing music full time, though, for sure. You know, right? I mean? Yeah, you know, that's, you know, yeah, that's the dream, of course. You know, like that, that, like it's, it's a, uh, yeah, just like having, just like having the ability to like have that extra money to kind of like supplement you and like pay for like just, just, just to like not have to worry about, not to have to worry about like where I'm gonna get food or like where yeah. my rent money is gonna come from. You know, like that's like a, that it's a. It's a good position to be in, and uh, um, it's great that you're at a point right now where everything's like nice and balanced. So you still like so so you have the you have the job, and you're able to put money from that job into the art, and then get money back from the art, and just like to have those, you yeah. know, you know, just like just like double up on that shit is always a cool thing to see. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a good space right now. I'm I'm grateful. You know what I mean? I'm. Like I said, I was able to sell the album and make some money from it. You know right. what I'm saying? It's not life-changing money, but it's still, it was a decent amount of money to be selling my first project. So, right. you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? How many, how many $5,000 pairs of sneakers are you going to buy off Grail with your money from the album? Oh, man. Uh, I already have the list ready to go. So as soon as I get, you know what I mean? Come on, stop playing. i'm i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just thinking about i'm thinking about how rock marciano said a feature for him is sneaker money or some shit and just like that's just like (laughs) Like, like, 
buy it, bro. Right. <laughs> buy, buy, buying, buying, buying fucking like goat skin sne- sneakers with fucking like cro- fu- fucking like crocodile skin laces, like <laughs> just something outlandish type shit. Like, like this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Like so. So, so after all this time, like you've been releasing music since at least 2018, you've been recording since you were at least seven and yeah. you decide that it's time to put out Ebony Goddess. Yeah. And like, and just, and just like first, first and foremost, the title, like Ebony Goddess, you know, like yeah. I, like, I, like I listened to it a bunch. It's of course, like I'm fucking with it. Um, and like, I don't know, like, where did the title Ebony Goddess come from? Because there's nothing in the music itself that would lead me to believe this project would be called Ebony Goddess. So I'm just curious. <laughs> so not, 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 not that it needs to, but like. No, that's 100% correct. So originally, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll take, so initially I was just making songs like to release as singles, like just, I, like I, how I was releasing singles prior, just putting out songs, trying to build the buzz off of that. So right. Thelonious right. reached out. Well, I, I reached out to him. I'm like, yo, bro, let's do another song. I, I, I. He's like, yo, let's do a project with Jacob instead. I'm like, okay, you don't gotta, you don't gotta tell me twice, brother man. Let's Hell do yeah. it. So we were doing that. So originally, I had the name Ebony God. I was gonna do an EP with Jacob. This is like maybe 2019. I was going to do an EP with Jacob, like maybe like three or four songs and call it Ebony God. And then when I started working on this project, we were thinking of a name. I was like, oh, let's do Ebony God. And then uh, Christian, he was like, that's my uh, my boy, the filmmaker. Now me, shout out to Big Bro. He was like, mm-hmm. what about Ebony Goddess? And I was like, okay. <laughs> it just sounded more dramatic. And I was like, all right, bet, let's do it. <laughs> and that's just how the name came about. But it stuck. And then when I would tell it to people, they'd be like, wow, that's a that's a crazy name. And I would be like, yeah, man, Ebony Goddess, baby. You know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah, it so sounds cool as hell. Yeah. Right. It sounds cool. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, like the cover, the cover is a the cover is of a woman holding a child. And you know, you know, like like I really, I really went into like my whole, like I was think like I'm just so used to. I'm so used to like the title connecting to the music and like a concept sense. So I was just like, am I missing something here? Like I'm nope. not hearing anything. So like, but yeah, I, I was, I was overthinking the it. The only connection I feel like with the title and the music is in the intro to Dinner with Hope, where I think it's Farrakhan. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Cause I didn't, it was, that was on the beat when I got it already, but um, I'm pretty sure it's Farrakhan though. He says, this man is so blessed by God. That's literally the only correlation with maybe the title and the music but other than that it's just a random name <laughs> got you okay okay yeah not nah. like yeah, yeah like it's cool and you know like shout out shout out to all the shout out to all the ebony goddesses like that's like not even like it, it, it's just a, you know it's just you you can't go wrong i just i was i was just curious yeah, I just fuck with the title. like it just, it cool. <laughs> hell yeah so you know, like of course you mentioned Thilo a bunch. Um, that's yeah. the homie. We went to high school together. Um, oh really? Yeah, nah. He's yeah. He's from he's from um or, or he spent. I don't know. If he's from Montclair, but he spent some time in Montclair. He's from Chicago, yeah. but like he 
um he was a he was a year young um he was a year under me so like that's like okay. i've been i've been i've been i've been i've been meaning to get him on here i gotta i gotta do that yeah, man i gotta i gotta plug that in man we gotta make that happen man <laughs> hell yeah you know, I'm watching movies he be cooking he be doing all types of stuff oh hell yeah now nah, we gotta make that happen so like so like so you talked about so so of course like this project is entirely produced by jacob and thilo so um talk to me about your relationship with um thilo and jacob because it seems like you've known thilo for a minute so like what was it so like what was it about the two of them how did y'all first meet and what's your favorite aspect of working with the two of them like what do you what do you feel they bring out of you that nobody else does so i actually knew jacob first i mm -hmm. went out to la to shoot a video uh for my song dead eddie it's on youtube now go check that out um, <laughs> <laughs> but when i went out there to shoot the film uh the video my uh, my partner Christian again. He was working on the film print shop that I mentioned earlier, and they were Jacob also along with being a producer. Rose is like an incredible illustrator. He DJs. He does so many different things. Um, he did the he drew the 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 um the poster for the film. So he came over to our Airbnb, and that's how I met Jacob. This is like 2016, maybe. So while he was there, we were like, oh, yeah, I'm shooting a music video. Uh, uh. So he's like, yo, I make beats. So he plays some beats and I started rapping on it. And then we just been tight since then. So then fast forward. So now, well, this is not actually a fast forward. So in 2015, I bought a beat from Thelonious and I recorded Mad at the World. That's when I originally recorded the song. I didn't even put it out until right. 2018, though. But I got the beat from him. But I didn't, I never heard back from him. Like we emailed him back, but you know, I didn't have a relationship with him. So I didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, whatever. You know how that goes. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I seen Jacob was cool with him. So I'm like, oh, yo, bro, we got, we want to put this song out, bro, produced it, but we, you know, we just want to, you know what I mean, get his love, you know what I mean, for the release. So then eventually, like he started following me and we just became cool like that. And then, you know, yeah. But um, I feel like, both of their production styles are just like it was like super easy to work with them also because we just had a group chat and they would just send beats in the group chat they weren't like pressuring me like oh because i write really slow i'm not gonna lie it's my uh that's my little uh like you know rappers be like oh bro pull up to the studio like bro i don't know how the verse is gonna get done because you gotta send me the verse you gotta send me the beat at least <laughs> a week in advance, something but <laughs> but you know uh -uh. So they just send beats in the group chat I would send songs that would be like, this is good. This is, you know what I mean? This is cool. This is like, you know what I mean? It's just like a real constructive process, you know? So it was cool. I like, you know, they definitely like bring out like that raw rap energy in me that I, you know what I mean? That I wanted to have on this project. Like my goal for the project, because it's not really any like, like you said, there's no theme to it. It's just, I just wanted to rap really good. So that was hard. That was the goal, you know what I mean? Right. And you know, like you mentioned, you mentioned that this initially started as like a just like a just like a bunch of singles. And yeah. why why did you decide now was the time to drop an album? Like why why 2022? And why this specific batch of songs? I think because so initially when I was just releasing singles my goal was to build up to the point where I should release a project, right? Like, I didn't want to be that guy that has 20 albums. This I've always thought, but even now that I started taking music seriously, it's like, okay, 
I don't want to be that guy who's always releasing mixtapes and and albums and projects onto deaf ears. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like I took the time with these, and then even how will I release the singles for the projects? I released the first single in August and the second single in December or February. Like I took time in between each thing to like try to, you know, build up to the point where it is an album. So I feel like, you know, I, it was just a timing thing. Like, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was just a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the album is out. I got two reputable people producing it. That was even more mm-hmm. of a reason for me to drop it, you know, more people have tuned in to me now more than ever that I've had. So, you know, it was like, there's no time like the present, you know what I'm saying? And also too, uh, it's a good, I said this the other day, but it's a good foundation. Like, like how you said you were looking up music for me where there's not really too much you can go to. So this is a good, like, okay, I can listen to this. I can base my opinion off of him as an artist. Right. You know what I mean? You know, so that that was that was another reason why. Right. And, you know, like and just like your rhyme schemes are ridiculous. Like this isn't even like Thank a segue you. into a question, but just like but just like but just like listen, listening, listening to songs like Forever Stacking and Hate to See It and really just like re- like really most of these. But like just like I could really tell that you love tumbling with words like you just love playing with words and putting them together and like I don't think people understand how hard it is to put words together that rhyme but also like function properly because like you hear so many people who will just like rap real fast and like everything sounds like it meshes but you're just like saying nothing you're saying nothing and like it sounds cool but it but like not not, like not that it has to mean something but just like yeah I get it it's not cohesive Right, like you put it together and you're saying a thing and it rhymes, you know, like that's not easy to do at all. Man, I, <laughs> like, really, I really appreciate that, bro. Also, it's funny you said that because that was one of the reasons me and Jacob clicked because when originally when we met and I was rapping, that was the first thing he said to me. I always remember because I intentionally do it. He was like, bro, you be rhyming all your syllables. And I'm like, Thank you for smiling. Someone finally noticed. Like, <laughs> thank you so much, bro. I really try hard to do that. And he was like, man, that's crazy. Like, you know, people don't really do that all the time. And I was like, man, I really, you know what I mean? I try to be as intentional as possible with writing. I try to make my words count. I'm not trying to waste no bars. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at rapping. Right. You know, and and yeah, like I could tell like how serious you take it. And it's just like and it's just like all and it's like all the songs, like the songs flow and, you know, like you just be getting your shit off, you know, like it's not even it's not even it's not even like it's like overwrought or there's like a concept or like something crazy. Like sometimes you tell stories, but like not to like just you just you just be getting your shit off. And thank you so much, bro. Nah, no doubt. And, and 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 just like to have and like for this to be your debut album and you're pulling names like Boldy and Havoc out of the fucking hat, just, just like out of the air, like 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 bro, what a flex to just like have a Boldy James feature and a Havoc feature on your Isn't first album. Crazy. Like what? Like <laughs> that's, that's fucking crazy. nuts. Like c- 
congratulations first and foremost but like how did but like how how did that happen like did you like what did you like reach out to people and or or, or like like how did that happen bro these are like the most the two features the only time like i reached out for the whole project everything else has just been organic working across with people that i know but with boldy bro just dm'd my manager amori he just dm'd him he said yo can we get a verse? This is this is uh before Bo Jackson is out, so we got the we got the verse last March I think or April. So the music has been done for quite a while. Like a whole right. So, yeah. <laughs> so we hit him up. We hit up Boldy. He's like, oh yeah. He tells us whatever. So we're like, okay, cool. We send him the beat. He's like, oh, this is a Thelonious beat. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I done smoked a few of these. Yeah, okay, bet. Hey. <laughs> Got the verse back. How many days? One day. I'm like, this is, okay, bet. So then <laughs> we followed up with him maybe like a few days later. We're like, yo, we're like, yo, we have to do a video. Like, so he's like, yeah, bro, let's do a video. He's like, but I'm going to LA this weekend to uh, do my album. So y'all got till this weekend so we flew to detroit did the video we were in detroit for like maybe like 30 hours we did the video and we came back to new york easy as pie you know what i mean shout out to wow. my guy nick bruno shout out to boldy you know what i mean they held it down we was just chilling havoc um again my manager dm'd him super random that he replied he was like, he sent him a video we did um, in like 2018. It was, it didn't come out on YouTube, right? It was just on Instagram, but we sent him the video. And he was like, yo, this is incredible. Like, you're one of the best rappers I ever heard in my life. And I'm like, excuse me, you rap for Prodigy. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, like, cool. He's like, yo, I want to meet you. I, I, I like, I want to help, like, whatever I can do. So, we met him. We met him at a, a prodigy like tribute concert, um, in the city. We chopped it up with him for a little bit. You know, he just like, yo, whatever I could do to help assist you, like, you know, they used to live in Freeport too, right? For, yeah, in, in the early two thousand. So he's like, yo, I already know like what type of time you're on. Like, you know, what I'm saying, not saying like I live in the worst neighborhood in the world because I don't, right? Yeah. But he's like, yo, I get it. Like, you're not like a a, a white bread picket fence type of guy. Like, I understand where you come from and he's like yo any way I can help you know just let me know uh-uh. so we just maintained that relationship over the time over that span of time so uh, my manager just sent him the song salt it just had one verse and the hook on it and again he sent back the verse this literally the same day like in a few hours and I'm yeah. like what like I didn't even know I was getting a verse he was just like oh have laid a verse on it. here you go and I'm like bro what like this is crazy like what so it was even even though we reached out, it was like the most organic reach outs I've ever like. It's crazy. Right. And just like to have them, you know, like to have to have like fucking havoc, you know, like fucking legend, like like, you know, like, you know, like, like a rap legend, obviously, like Mob Deep, rest in peace, the prodigy, all of that shit. But just like, you know, like, you know, like havoc works with fucking Kanye and all of that now. That's so what like, I'm saying. Like, I'm like, you yeah, think I'm like, one of the best rappers you've ever heard? That's crazy, bro. That's wild, you know. And like to just like have people like him and Baldy, 
like so willing to just like you know like boldy could have just been like oh you want to do a video i don't really have time for that but like you know like he like made time to do that with you you know like he like crazy and then it's even crazier uh when we were you know chopping up and we were with boldy you know my beat took him on his first tour so it was just like the connections were just even more amazing like damn like this is crazy like you know i got a song i have you know you work with alchemist like yeah, it's just it's just like an amazing connection all all the way through, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole that whole little like inner circle is just like yeah, a thing. Man. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm still on the outside of the circle. I'm trying to get in my damn self. Hey, man. <laughs> like you're, you, you no, this, I'm, just, I'm grateful, man. It's a start, bro. Like it's it's, yeah, it's a start right here. Damn. I'm um, grateful. Yeah. No, nah, I feel it. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you worked hard for this, and um. You know, just like to see to see the response the album's gotten and just like to listen to it and just like have it be like, like, just like it's your debut. And like you said before, like you kind of like, you know, you said that this is basically just like the Marcel Allen primer, you know, like this yeah. is like the this is just like the, these like these like this handful of songs is like this is this is the type of time I'm on. And like 100%. that's, you know, like that's like obviously it's like a pivotal important moment um and the last thing i want to ask you i've never asked this question before but depending on how well this goes i think i might have this be the final question that i ask everybody let's do it man let's do it so so bear with me because i've never asked this question before as an artist if your life was a movie what would it be about okay Hmm. Okay, boom. So I'm gonna give you the whole synopsis. That's good. gonna be. It's gonna be. This is actually an idea I had for a show or a comedy on another hand, but I'm gonna use it for this. So it's gonna be called Alibi Guy. <laughs> it's gonna be a okay. black <laughs> Let's <Alibi> go. Guy. <laughs> He's just always around holding it down for everybody that needs him. You know what I'm saying? But then also he be holding himself down. And you know what I mean? So this, the, the movie Alibi Guy, it's going to be about how I've been holding everybody else down for so long. But now Alibi Guy is taking time to do him. You know what I'm saying? So that's what my album, I mean, that's what my movie is going to be about. Yeah, y'all are used to me helping out. I love helping y'all. I don't mind. But I'm about to take some time to do me right now, baby. That's, that's, that's what it's going to be about. <laughs> Who's gonna oh. play me? Um, we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go with. Uh, hmm. I'm going with Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric the Entertainer is playing me. Okay. Um, we're gonna go with. I don't know her name. I think it's Carrie Vaughn. That was his girlfriend in the Steve the Steve Harvey show. Pretty she's sure, gonna, yeah. She's gonna be this girlfriend in the Alibi guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah you know havoc and boldy they could play themselves in the movie we're gonna pull up on them uh Thelonious is gonna be played by uh <laughs> Thelonious, Thelonious is gonna be played by jeffrey wright i'm saying that right now like that's that's <laughs> uh i don't know who jacob's gonna be jacob's gonna be um i don't know He's gonna be Wood Harris. I don't know. Okay. 
know, that's that's how the movie's gonna go. We're gonna, you know, what I mean, navigate through through Alibi Guy's life. Shout out to All Alibi right. Guy. I love it. Alibi <laughs> Guy. That shit is crazy. Yeah, nah, this is this is yeah, you heard it here first. This is how we're ending every episode now. That was a crazy answer. Wow. <laughs> um yes, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't got any more questions, but bro, this was so great. Like it's been, yeah, it's I'm been, it's, it's been a fucking hour and a half. This was great. Like, wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bro. I'm glad we were able to do this, man. I'm oh, excited to hear the final, the final, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, me too. Like, I'm, I'm just like, this is like, just the, like, just the fact that we took about an hour to answer the first four questions already lets me know that we were having <laughs> yeah, like the yeah it's just like it's, it's just this is this was yeah nah i'm just like like i'm happy i'm happy to see everything you've been doing the album's really great i can't wait to see where you go so just like congrats and just like thank you for giving me alibi guy like <laughs> <laughs> so much, bro like yeah i've been having an alibi guy in my brain for quite a while i had to i had to let it out man thank you bro Damn. I really, you know, I mean, I appreciate you inviting me on the show. You know, I watch a few of the other episodes. You know, I'm just happy to be in company with, you know, what I mean, with everybody uh, that's participated so far, man. Yeah, you already know, man. Like it, it, it's, you know, like I said, I've been like, yeah, yeah, like I've been, I've been, I've been on it for a little bit, and just like to the fact that you were even interested is just like, yeah. So just thank you, you know. Like, thank you, bro. Feelings mutual, man. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.